Welcome to the Pro Photographer Journey Podcast, your resource for building the photography business of your dreams. This is Shamira Young, bringing you tips, business strategies, and interviews with award-winning photographers. We're all in this together. Let's get to the good stuff. Hey everybody, I'm here with John Glazer from John Glazer Photography. Now, he's a portrait photographer from Houston, Texas. John is being mentored by photography coach Bernie Griffiths, who we've had on the show a number of times. And John is having five-figure months with his photography business despite the pandemic. And get this, he has a full-time day job and a wife and two children. That is just amazing. John, What's up? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I am um, super excited to have you here. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. it's been a whirlwind for the last few months <laughs> for everybody in, in a lot of different ways, that's for sure. <laughs> well, with what you were telling me in the pre-interview chat, uh, these last few months have been amazing for you. And I just I can't wait to dig into the nuts and bolts of your business because it is important for photographers to see right now that despite the pandemic, there is still opportunity out there. And where there's a will, there's a way. And you are a perfect, perfect example of that. <laughs> now, before, Thanks. oh, of course. Now, before we dig into that, I always like to kick it off with just the basic question. Give us an overview of yourself and your background and how you ended up doing what you're doing today. Well, I come from a, a, a very interesting background. I started out, um, I was in the Navy for a, for a long time. I was a musician in the Navy, and then I got out, and my wife and I moved. Uh, we met over in Italy, and we moved back to uh, Houston, Texas, where she's from. And I became a high school teacher and coach. I coached football and basketball, but I was the video coordinator also. And that got me into the media kind of thing. Um, but then I learned after I got out of coaching that I, I really like doing video, but there's no money in it the way I was trying to do it. And I was getting frustrated because I was spending a lot of time doing that. And so I decided to take my camera and my 200 or 70 to 200 millimeter lens to a high school football game and uh, start shooting sports like for photos. And people were like taking notice of it really quick. So that quickly I expanded into some, you know, uh, sports gear for my photography. And um, before I knew it, um, I started that my, that was in August uh, four years ago. And by December of that year, I was shooting college bowl games and my first NFL game. And then I got on with like, USA Today Sports Images and started shooting uh, regularly uh, college pro sports. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun and, and everything. But I don't know what you know about sports photography, but it doesn't pay the best in the world. But it's it's a fun, glamorous thing that you're behind the scenes taking pictures of Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt and Carlos Correa and Altuve and all these guys. And you're right there in the action. But, you know, at the end of the day, what I'm learning, um, especially recently, is I want to make money. <laughs> And I want to, and I want to make money with my photography. So one uh, one of the things I started doing is because I was really in athletics is I I wanted to do a senior photography business. Um, and so I tried to market to seniors and bought some light, started buying some lighting and and doing some really dramatic, dynamic, um, athletic photographs of of athletes that were high school seniors. Um, and 
it it grew exponentially. I mean, not exponentially. It grew over time, but it didn't grow like crazy. And I would get a few clients here and there, but I, I just wasn't the best at selling my photos and I wasn't the best at marketing myself. Um, so I just kind of puttered along um, doing that, but I, I loved it and, and everything, but I knew something had to change. And what was funny is that, that we got to the pandemic and I started to reevaluate a lot of the things that I was doing, pricing, how I was selling to people, like how I was marketing. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do anything and make it better, now is the time to start reevaluating that and doing that because I can't do anything right now, you know? Right, right. So. And I think that is a lot of photographers right now, given this pandemic and, and just the way that we're doing things, we have to change and adjust with it. Now, before we move on, I do, I have to back up just, just a little bit because you mentioned that you went from high school sports photography to college photography, sports photography to the pros. Right. That that's 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 quite a jump, John. Just <laughs> very quickly, well, I, how did you get traction so with I that? I banged on a lot of doors. Okay. To be honest, I banged on a lot of doors, and I, I was lucky because I mean we we're talking about Bernie today, but it's it's it was another kind of mentorship. I I, I had a friend of mine. His name is Tim, and he was shooting for Getty. He shoots for Getty Images, and. Um, I met him at a high school football game and, and I just, he was really kind and let me pick his brain and, and all that stuff. And, and we stayed in touch and I said, Hey, what does it take to get to where you're at? And he just said, you know, you just start, you build a portfolio and you start contacting people and, and, you know, put yourself out there. And so I just started contacting different places and I ended up uh, getting to work with, a. um, what they call a royalty based service where they get you the credentials. You get to go into the games and then you only get paid if, uh, organizations use your photos. Right. Um, and so I did that and I got to go my first year. I did the cotton bowl. I did the Alamo bowl. I did the, you know, Texas bowl here in Houston. I did, um, my first game was, uh, NFL game was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Houston Texans. Um, and, and it just kind of, uh, snowballed from there. Um, I started banging on the doors of USA Today sports images. There was already three photographers here in Houston, but there was always that one time here and there that they needed a fourth. And so they brought me on and I didn't get to do a whole lot right away. Uh, but this last, last year I was the guy that did all of the Texas A&M, uh, football games. They would send me because I was willing to travel. It's an hour and a half. Um, but I was willing to go up there and shoot those games. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of NFL. I did some, but and every now and then I would do an Astros games here and there, but I was the fourth guy and, and I knew my role, but I got to do it and it was fun. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've, I've since quit that role because of what's going on now. Um, I, I like sports is great, but like I said, it just doesn't pay well. And when I can sit and make, you know, four grand, like I did this last weekend in, in portrait photography over a weekend, as opposed to maybe 200 in sports a whole day, uh, you know, shooting a football game, I'll take the four grand anytime in an air conditioned where I don't have to walk up and down the sideline all day. You know? sure. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. That is, that's, that's really, really amazing. And I love the fact that you highlighted, you weren't afraid to bang on doors and you also weren't afraid to ask for help. I think that's kind of going to be a theme of today's episode is, is that going outside of yourself 
and asking for help, whether it be from a friend with more experience or a coach like Bernie is just it can it can grow your business so much more quickly than if you were trying to do it yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I would love to find out we will touch on Bernie and how he's helped you um with the changes that he's made um with you for your business or the changes that he has helped you decide to make in finding the right clients. But I am curious, was there anything you struggled with and learned as you got your business up and running before you had a photography coach? Um, that's a great question. Cause like, you know, you always think you're doing the right thing until you realize you're not doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's not working well for you. And I felt like there was a lot of times where I was banging my head against the wall going, why can't I be as good as this person? Mm. There's a photographer here in my area that's really successful and I always followed her and I was like, I want to be like her, you know, um, and, and it was intimidating. I like I I followed her on Facebook. I friended her on Facebook, <laughs> but I never contacted her because I was just like, I'm her competition in a way. And I didn't think, you know, photographers can be territorial and competitive and I didn't know how she would take that and everything. Mm. So I didn't. I just watched from afar and just was like, man, I wish I had as many clients as it looks like she has. Um, but right before the pandemic, she actually uh, I, I got the nerve to reach out to her and just say, hey, I've been following you for years and I love your work. Um, and, and I would love to hear if you would be willing to share some thoughts on it. And um, she shared some stuff and she had been following me and had seen some stuff of mine. And she was like, your work's phenomenal. Um, there is no reason why you shouldn't be making what I'm making. But I was like, OK, well, then, well, what does it take to get there? And she's like, that's where the territorial stuff kind of started. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was like uh, and and it. And it wasn't like I don't think she was intentional about it by any chance, uh, but it wasn't some people I'm learning just don't go. They only go so far with what they're going to give. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, and and I'm fine with that. That's that's neither here nor there. But it, it, it gave me the confidence to know that. Wow, this person who I admire from afar uh, admires my work. And so if if I can like emulate what she's doing then man I, I'd be okay because she was like John there's no way you should, no reason why you shouldn't be doing six figures every year and be able to quit your day job wow. um, so I started that journey and that was right before the pandemic started and um, then the pandemic happened and I was like okay well let me let me start really diving in and reevaluating what am I doing but you know what I re what I realized is one I was undervaluing myself you know I mean I think that's one of the biggest things that photographers have in general mm -hmm. is we're not willing to say my art or my craft or my talent and time is is worth this and we always want to say to ourselves that's uncomfortable for me to say Oh, nobody's going to buy something that's $2,000 for me or whatever, you know, but you'd never know until you actually do it. Right. But Very you have true. to have the confidence to do that. Right. Um, the other side of it is I, I learned that um, I was not a good salesperson. I, I was not good at, you know, being in front of somebody and just laying it out there and saying, this is what my stuff is worth. Um, and, and I would always compromise, you know, I'd be like, Hey, that, 
print is a thousand dollars and then you would get the oh, I don't know if I can do a thousand okay well I'll do it for two you know and mm. it's like well I didn't even make anything off of that because that's how much the product actually costs for me to buy yeah. I just want somebody to buy something from me so I mean there was a little bit of that too um, and and not being willing to just put it out there and say we really need to make a decision now because I'm not going to hold on to your photos forever. Um, and then the last part I would say that I started to really evaluate was how am I marketing myself? Because like, that's hard. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I, I tried some Facebook ads, but I didn't know what I was doing and I wouldn't really get anything out of it. So I was like, well, Facebook ads stink. They, they don't work. <laughs> Everybody says they do, but I haven't gotten anything out of it. Um, and I would be like, oh, cool. I got a bunch of followers and likes and stuff and, and whatever, but it never turned into clients. Right. And I, and I realized that people aren't going to come to me because I'm John Glazer photography. I need to go to them and, and, and show them who I am and make them make a decision to come to John Glazer photography. So, um, that was the big, those were probably the big three struggles that, um, I've had to overcome and, and just in the last three months, though, I've overcome them drastically. Um, it's been huge. Let's let, let's touch on on the last three months, and I'll leave it up to you if you want to share any figures as far as what you're making, or you don't have to share. That's totally up <laughs> to good. you. Good. And so I'm curious, how did you how did you address these weaknesses, or almost hate to use the word weaknesses, areas that could be improved in your business? How did you address those? under Bernie coaching you or what changes did you make because of the the coaching that you've had so when I was introduced to Bernie I I had listened to another podcast um that had Bernie on, on a, as a regular and so I'd heard him several times and then I saw him on the Facebook page that this podcast was had and um he so I friended Bernie and um, I realized I didn't realize that I had a friend that was a mutual acquaintance of me and Bernie's that had it, like just as a photographer friend. It wasn't somebody that I was friends or knew or anything. And he was from my hometown of Columbus, Ohio. And I reached out to him and just asked him, hey, what's this Bernie stuff all about? And like because he was, he was being coached by Bernie. He said, dude, it's really cool and it's great. And it's it's revolutionized my business. So. I started to think, okay, well, maybe I need to consider this, but I knew Bernie came with a price. Coaching comes with the price and you have to be willing to, you know, people's time and their talents are worth something. Just like we're talking about with photography, Bernie is times and talents and his 40 years of experience is worth something. Um, and, and at first I'll be honest, I was afraid to make that jump, make that leap because I was like, and honestly, it was afraid to fail. It was like, what I if I put that money towards Bernie and I failed again, what what does that look like? My wife and he, I, we, uh, we had a conversation with Bernie before we decided to use him as a coach. Um, and she just straight up told me, I'll be honest, she said, uh, you know, I'll give you two months with Bernie. And if you can't make this work, then I want you to just make this a hobby. And that's all it's going to ever be. And um and I'm, and I was like, that's a fair, fair statement. I've been trying to do this to make it a full-time thing for four years and nothing's really ever come out of it more, more debt than there is anything buying equipment and stuff than, than there was the profits coming in. So 
she was nice enough to give me the opportunity to do that two months. And within the first weekend, she was like, okay, I'm sold, you know, cause, uh, <laughs> um, so the first I, weekend. I, yes, the first wow. weekend. So, so, uh, it was a Tuesday and, um, I told Bernie, I said, my wife and I had talked and we're good to go, but I need to meet with you because I have, I had done two senior sessions already and I had my reveal and sale session. Um, that weekend for two different people. And I said, I need to meet with you before that session. Um, and they were Friday and Saturday and, um, I need to get some low down dirty, whatever it's going to take for me to be somewhat successful, even if I have to muddle through it. And he was like, okay, fair enough. So we met the next day on our first, uh, zoom call and he gave me um, his Bernie soft sale system, which he's he's probably talked about on your program before. But um, and and he gave me the basics for it, right? And I knew I was gonna not be perfect at it, but if I was just okay, then I would be better than what I was before. Um, and I went into that weekend, and between those two sales, I made five thousand dollars. So I was like, okay, cool. This works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was funny because it was like, they didn't even blink an eye. They were like, and so I was also going through a transition of products. And so I had told them, I said, I'm going to give you guys, you can have my new products. Um, I was using a different lab and a, a better lab than what I was using before. And I said, if you do the new products, which I'm starting to use, you, I will give you a, a discount. Right. If you use my old lab, then you get the prices that they were. But that pricing was my cheap pricing. Like it was not the good pricing that I should be doing with my photography. Um, and so I brought the, the sample products to the, the reveal and everything for both for the new stuff and the old. They didn't even want to see the old. Like I, I showed them the new and I said, here it is. And my profit margin on the new is just like so much better than it was with the old anyway. And I was like, sweet. And I gave him a big discount and I still made five grand out of the two of them. So, I mean, it was just, uh, but I was sold. And then I had a session, um, my first studio session. Cause one of the things that Bernie requires is that you have a studio and I didn't have a studio, uh, before I got on with, with Bernie. And so he was like, I won't take you on unless you have a studio. And so, um, I went out and I found a buddy of mine who had a office space and he had this big lobby area. It's about 750 square feet that they don't really use. They don't have a lot of foot traffic other than the people that work there. And so they were like, Hey, you can rent this from us and see how it goes. We'll give you six months. And, uh, they gave me a pretty good rate and it's month to month. So there was very little risk. So if it didn't work out after two or three months, then I could say, okay, I got to quit. You know, like I can't do this anymore. But I was like, let me, let, let's do it. And it's paid off like big time. Well, I had my first studio session that Saturday night of this, that weekend that I started <laughs> the weekend with Bernie, uh, my first weekend with Bernie, uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to go there. And, <laughs> and, uh, that Saturday I had my first session and it was a repeat client that I had done some Christmas photos for with them. And it was a husband and wife and their two dogs. And, um, they came in and I told them, I said, Hey, I just, I, I want to do some studio stuff and I'll give you a huge discount. I gave them a 50% discount off of their stuff just to come in. And I sold like, you know, $1,500 worth of stuff to them. And, and it was just, 
you know, and so that was my first weekend, you know, and I'm going, okay, I'm a believer. Now let's get some people, more people in the doors and what do I have to do there? And so that all became the Facebook ads, which we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. You know, John, I love that you pointed out that you not only raised what you were charging for your products, but you found the highest quality. You raised the bar on what you were offering your clients as well. And I think that is it's it's a very important note to make that uh, for photographers who are listening, if you're looking to revamp your pricing, I mean, it's true that many photographers undervalue themselves. I know I certainly did when I first started, and I'm still a constant work in progress, as we all are. But when there's an opportunity to upgrade what you can offer your what you what you can offer your clients, we absolutely should. It's not always about raising the pricing. While not all, you have to offer something with that to go with right. that as well. And oh, okay, so you were sold within that first weekend. How is there a tidbit you can offer as far as how you got your clients to understand the value of what you were offering? I'm looking at your website and I'm seeing wonderful wall collections, and you mentioned. You mentioned in your website they're handcrafted in Italy, Australia, and these beautiful wall portraits and portrait boxes, too, and albums. And it's so important that we get clients to understand the value of of these prints, of this art. It's really art, right. especially because so many people say they just want the digital files, which right. th that could be its own podcast episode <laughs> right. in and of itself. <laughs> How are you getting your clients to understand the importance of having a physical product and then being willing to pay for it? So... I've learned pretty quickly that, you know, there's so many labs out there and there's, you know, great labs and there's good labs and there's mediocre labs. Fortunately, I haven't seen the mediocre labs so much. I've seen the good and the great. Um, and there's not a ginormous price difference between the great labs and the good labs, if you ask me. Like, it, it, that's just my personal opinion. There is a price difference. Don't get me wrong. But the quality that of just the product itself and the way it looks is so much different. And so it, it's it's like, you know, my wife and I joke a lot of times that, you know, customers and clients, they want the Cadillac, but they want to pay for the, the uh, you know, Mitsubishi <laughs> or you name it, the Chevy or whatever they want. They want to yeah. they want the expensive thing, but they want to pay for the cheaper thing. And. And you just have to hold firm with what you believe is your worth and what your price is and how much you're charging for what you're doing and say, I know what my price points are. I can budge a little if I want to. Like I had a sale this last weekend where they bought a lot of stuff. And so because they bought a lot of stuff, I said, how about I throw this in there? But I knew it wasn't going to cost me a ton of money with what I was getting from everything else. But you know your price points, you know where your margins are, and you know how you can you can use that. But the, to go back to your question of how do you sell that to your customer, I mean, one of the things that I've learned recently, and it's been the hardest part, is as I started a new studio, I didn't have a lot on the walls, especially of my new products. I could have brought my old stuff, but it's not what I want to sell, you know, because I have stuff in my, my home office that's my old, you know, prints and, and everything. Um, and it took a while for that stuff to come, especially with COVID. People are in half staff and all that stuff. So it just took longer to produce. Um, but once I got it and once the people saw the products on the table or on the walls, they were like, oh, my, 
I want that, you know, I mean, and, and it's to really show them what it is like this weekend. Um, I've, 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 I've sold. So we have the thing called a Bernie collage. I don't know if Bernie's ever talked about it. It's a, it's a 30 by 30 print with 11 photos on it. It's a composite, uh, a portrait, right. Of from your session. I've sold a couple of those, but that's the only thing that I had on my wall right at that time was like, and that's the only thing I was selling a lot of portrait boxes because that was what I had on the table and people could physically see it and touch it and see that it was, Oh wow, this is a great product. This last weekend, um, I finally got two prints, um, that I got on the wall. One's a, a 24 by 36 acrylic and a 30 by 40 canvas. And my first weekend with those on the wall, I sold one, you know, and but I, I, I truly believed once I got it on the wall, people would buy it, you know. Um, I, I also do headshot photography, and I had, I had purchased some, you know, uh, 11 by 14 acrylic uh, headshots, but from a different company. But they came in, and I put them on the wall, and I actually had a customer come in this weekend and say, I want that, you know, on my wall. But I didn't even have it on my price sheet. It was just, it was just headshots on the wall. You know, but, to, you know, going back to what you're saying, it's like, how do you get people to understand the value of what is there by showing them what is there? You know, I mean, if if they can't see it and you're just saying, oh, here it is, and they don't physically get to see it, they don't understand. And then they just say, oh, I just want the digitals. But I always tell customers, too, I'm like, let me ask you, if you want the digitals, like if you go, like when people say, why aren't you a shoot and burn person? Or why don't, you know, they don't use that term, but why don't you just charge 200 bucks and then give me all the digitals? And I say, well, first of all, I value myself bigger than that. But secondly, what are you going to do with those digitals? And the answer a lot of times is they just get thrown in a drawer. <laughs> you know, they don't get even printed. And, and, you know, uh, I'm a big Scott Kelby, Scott Kelby fan and Scott, yeah, no, he is. But one of the things that he always talks about, or I mean, when I was listening to him a lot, he said pictures were meant to be printed, you know, and, and, and a picture is not really a picture until it's on the wall or it's in print. And and there's truth to that. I don't know about you, but I get giddy every time I get one of my customers prints that I don't even get to keep in the like it shows up at my door and I open it up and I look at it. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to see. I want that on my wall. And it's not even my family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but Absolutely. if that's how I feel and it's not even me, it's it's not my kid. It's not my family. I can't imagine what my clients feel when they have that and they have that tangible thing in their hand. You know, so being able to show it to them on the wall, being able to have the products right in front of them. That makes a huge difference, in my opinion, for them to, to, to really see and understand what I'm showing them can be on that, you know. So. For sure. For sure. And I'm trying to think, I think it was Brian Caparici from Sprouting Photographer, also creative Sprout Studio, where, oh, I hope I don't mess up the story, in order to get his clients to understand the importance of prints and physical products, he would hand, I don't know if he still does this, he during the consultation at some point he would hand the client um was it a floppy disk something some type of technology old and outdated and they'd look at it and go like what what am i supposed to do with this and he said exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this it, it proved it really hammered home to them that 
having the files is is one thing, but it's not the same as getting it physically produced and hung on your wall because whatever kind of technology is out there. I mean, you look at CDs, you know, laptops are coming where they don't even read CDs. I mean, it's it's that time is coming where I'm I'm seeing CDs go out of style. Like my MacBook Pro certainly doesn't have a place where you put a CD in. And so you give a client a CD, what are they going to do? They're going to put it in the drawer. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. But when you put it up on your wall, it's priceless. It becomes an heirloom. So all that is that I totally, totally agree. Bernie and I talk about that a lot. He talks about how pictures are timeless and um, and everything and, and they're not as timeless if you don't put them on the wall you know I mean and when you walk in that's the first thing you see or what you know like that's the thing that um, I know I have a client coming in this weekend and she told me it's like um, you know we're doing a, a mothers and kids session and I told her I was like bring dad along and she goes I want to surprise him and put like this big collection on her wall on his wall in his office you know and I'm like that's awesome. So bring dad for the first 10, 15 minutes. And so we can get some family photos so that you can put it in your house. And then we'll do the moms and the mom and the kids one for his office and I'll make more money. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. So, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get everybody yeah. in the portrait. You can oh, still my goodness. Do the surprise. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have to know. Uh, <laughs> so we would, we would talk like, cause she was like, yeah, I'll probably bring him for the first 10 or 15 minutes and then he can go. And I'm like, as long nice. as you're cool with him spending, like if he's cool with you spending some money, but without him, she's like, oh, it doesn't <laughs> but. Like, and you know, I can't help but highlight, I have to highlight that sometimes I've had clients tell me they want the digital photos so that they can go get it printed themselves. Okay. Uh, so the thing with that is I have seen them get things printed from, I don't want to name any, some popular big box stores in the area. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't, either they, they, they send the wrong type of, of, I don't know, or they send it in the wrong file, or, or, or well, they'll use the files I give them, but maybe they crop it weird, or just the quality of the print is just not good. And then they have this thing that they put up on their wall that, doesn't look that great because they try to get it printed themselves and that's your work and then they have people coming in and out of their home or office and it's like do you really want your studio name to be attached to that subpar print and so really and we've mentioned this before in the podcast that us providing these super high quality prints and, and, and products is really a service. We're doing, we're offering a service to our clients. We're not just trying to be money hungry and suck up all their money Right. So, right. so no, it's great. Great, great point. Great point. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. All from my, my past mistakes because I have made every <laughs> single <laughs> one. <laughs> you don't, you don't get any better. If you oh, mistakes, right? I guess. Yeah. I tend to learn the hard way apparently. Right. <laughs> so how have you developed your own signature style within your area? Um, that's uh, that's great because like like I said I started off doing senior photography uh, and and specifically with athletes and stuff and I remember um, you know Bernie like he, he does like what I love about Bernie and in his coaching is it's not just about pricing it's not just about uh, Facebook ads which that's a big thing for him um, uh, it's not about the soft sell system that he he teaches like he has his own you know soft sell system that we do. Um, 
but it's also getting the style that's going to be most marketable for you. And when he and I first started working together, I, you know, I always did singer photos and he said, okay, um, I want you to become a black and white family portrait photographer. And I about like said, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, black and white, uh, you know, but as I thought through it, it made sense because nobody does it here. Um, like if you look in my area, I'm, I'm outside of huge, I mean, I'm in the suburbs of Houston, Texas. It's a huge city. And when I do searches and stuff, I don't see that, you know, I don't see somebody actively doing it, but he explained to me the reasons why one it's timeless one, you know, it doesn't, it, it like that timelessness is really a big thing because if you look at black and white photography, you don't lose like style. <laughs> you know, I tell people to wear black when they come in because I want the focus to be on them and not on their clothing. And, you know, clothing in the 80s and 90s is way different than it is in 2020. So when you're looking at those pictures in the 80s and 90s, but if you're looking at a timeless black and white photo, it doesn't matter. I mean, what when it was taken, it's going to it's going to be the same 20, 30, 40 years from now. You're just a little older, you know what I'm saying? Um so there's there, there's that. It's modern looking, it's sleek looking, it, it looks great in the home. The other thing too, and I never thought about this um and Bernie brought it up to me. It's like, you don't have to match your colors or your, your photos to anything in your house when it's oh, black. Oh my goodness. That's such a great point. Wow. <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. it's going to go, it's going to go everywhere. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like if I move from this house to this house, it doesn't matter what color I paint the walls. It's still, the photos are going to still look great. Um, so when he said all that, I was kind of like, okay, that makes sense. But then he also said, how's the singer photography working for you? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I mean, I haven't done that great on it, but I've made some pretty pictures. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I, I have no regrets because making that change, I I've actually grown to love it. Um, I've made some really, really cool. And I, now, now that I'm starting to get, you know, get more of a grasp of the black and white, um, I'm playing around with my lighting to do, to do more dramatic kind of looks and stuff for some of the things during my sessions. Um, but you know, it's, it's been fun to, to, uh, do a different style and a different genre. It doesn't mean I don't ever shoot in color ever again, but, uh, my style is black and white and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm marketing myself to be known for and it's working. So, and it's beautiful looking at your oh, site right now. Thank you. Thank you. I took one this weekend that I was just like, Oh my gosh, I love it. It was a, little girl and a little boy and they were they were all into hugging and, and everything and I just got this perfect I, I mean I literally came home I have a guy that does my editing for me I sent the I sent the photo to him as soon as I got home and um, he returned it to me the next day and I ordered a 30 by 40 to go in my studio because oh, nice. <laughs> I was like this has got to go in my studio Fantastic. <laughs> I love it that much <laughs> oh my goodness and you mentioned Facebook ads and I would love to briefly touch on that because yeah. I know for those of us who who are not familiar with the best way or strategy to to run effective Facebook ads it can quickly to run effective Facebook ads it can quickly become um, a black hole that you're kind of throwing your money into that at least that's what it feels like so right. what what's been working for you in general so uh, this is I think the biggest value that Bernie gives is mm. um, he he's got a lot of experience and in, in the Facebook ads and so we're always he always uses the term test and measure Mm -hmm. um, there's some stuff that we know works. Um, there's certain ads that I know work. Um, 
women and women and children or women and or you know mothers and children mothers and daughters and stuff like that like that those kind of things moms eat it up you know mm-hmm. um and and it's a tool to get other people into the studio too like that you know um but you know the, the facebook ads it's really what i've learned it's 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 showing value in something so i always offer um you know the I, I, I'm running offers all the time, and, and if you have to qualify for that offer, so if somebody, if I say, hey, I'm running an ad for will, uh, mothers and their daughters, and they say, hey, I've got two sons, I'm like, well, there's going to be another offer at another time, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's it's sticking to that. Um, but I, you know, during those offers, it's like a sale at, at anything else. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm offering for this for this particular genre uh, a free session or a complimentary session. And um, uh, a gift gift certificate towards your product purchase, right? Um, so they're getting something out of it. And my sessions normally run three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, and they're getting a complimentary session. And you know, what people don't understand is like, and Bernie talks about this a lot, is like you'll you'll never know if you want to buy your photos until you see your photos. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and so I get people that have come in and and they don't know if they can afford it, and they don't know if they want to. I had a family came in on Friday this last week and they said, I don't know if I can afford your stuff. But then we started talking and they ended up leaving and bought $1,200 worth of stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, but it, it, it's true that like they don't know until they see it. And, and mm-hmm. I've had people come in and say, I've never done studio portraits before and I don't think I'll ever go back to doing it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, getting people in the studio is a big thing because there's so many photographers because it's cheap. Yeah. to take you out to a field and um, have a camera and just take photos of you using natural light. Yeah. Um, you know, studio photography is kind of, is not as, as big as it used to be. And, um, you know, the big brand, the big box stores or whatever that are offering it aren't offering what I'm offering, right? Um, that's, that's, that's how I truly believe it. So, um so, so the Facebook ads, you know, I, you know, I put a lot of money into my ads. I've learned that marketing, the more money that you put into marketing, the better return you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but it's worth every penny of it um, because if you don't put money towards your ads, but you also have to know how to run the ads right. And that's, that's a bigger conversation than, than what we have here. And, mm-hmm. and, and if anybody, if anybody wants to like explore that deeper, I really recommend them getting in contact with Bernie because he's going to, he would definitely say, okay, well, what is, you know, what's your thing and what, how are we going to market you? Because everybody's different. You know I right. mean? The way I market myself with family portraitures isn't the same way as somebody that's going to do, you know, you know, pets or what, I mean, it's different, you know, for whatever your style is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I feel like if you find the right, you like giving some value to the client that they feel like it's worth coming and taking a chance on you because they don't know you and it's a transaction. You know, somebody told me the other day, it's like, you know, where you're as a photographer, it's not like, um, uh, you know, they don't know who you are. Nobody knows who John Glazer Photography is when they see my ad come up, but they see that, oh, I get a, I get a complimentary session. Wow. And, and you show them a really cool picture and then you have a, you know, a really nice landing page for them to see. Then, then they, they might take a, a chance on that because it's like, I get a, a, a complimentary session. What do I have to lose? You know, mm-hmm. 
type of thing. So, um, and then once they see their photos, they're like, okay, I got to buy something. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm curious. So do you ever get pushback from your clients when they get the session for free and then they're confronted with your prices or is there any way that you prepare them for that? No, that's a great question. We do. We try and prepare them as best we can. We, uh, I don't make it a, a secret that there is, uh, you know, it's not, everything's not completely free. So, I mean, on our FAQs, um, and this is something that I've been experimenting again, test and measure type of thing of how and where to put those FAQs. Um, lately I've been putting them so that they have to fill out their ingestion form with their name and then they click next, their email, then click next and their phone number and then click next. And then before they submit, it brings up the FAQs and on the FAQs, it says, our starting price of products is X amount of dollars. Our average sale is X amount of dollars. Um, so I don't make it a secret. Now, people don't read. I mean, they don't <laughs> see it. I mean, I'm not going to lie and, and, and everything. But wow. that's just a portion of what we do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest with my ads. My typical ad will get three to 400 people to respond to it. And out of that 300, 400 people, we don't call all of them. But we, we, I have a funnel system that I've created with Bernie that kind of gets them so that we schedule phone calls with them. And if they get a scheduled phone call, hopefully that they've been through enough of the process, they know that there's something. But even when you get them on the phone, they don't, they're like, oh, I didn't think there was money involved or <laughs> I thought I was getting all the digitals or whatever. Um, and so, you, you know, you have some people that go, oh, I didn't realize that. And then they're not interested and that, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine, but I'm not going to, I'm not trying to dupe you into coming to my studio to take photos and then right. not, you, you're not buying anything. Cause that's a waste of my time and it's a waste of yours Definitely. at the end of the day. So I want them to know that, yeah, I offer products, but I don't, I don't give away my product, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because we live in a society and a world, but that a lot of photographers are giving away their product and their product is their pictures. And, and so that becomes the expectation for some, but it's not the expectation that I want to have, uh, within my, my, uh, my studio and, and how I do my stuff. So like one of my favorite lines that Bernie said to me the other, uh, one day was when somebody confronted me about like they thought I was, duping them and pricing and saying, you know, you're, it's not free. And I'm like, I Mm. never said it was free. Um, and then they also said that, you know, I can go get photography done by a person for 300 bucks and they'll give me Mm -hmm. all the digitals. But my favorite line that Bernie said when he, he talked to me about that was we understand there's a lot of cheaper photographers in the area and I'm sure that they've priced their work according to how they feel it's worth. (laughs) And and, and I, I felt like it. there's a lot of truth to that. I love because, it. Because, yeah. you know, I, you, I, I've had conversations with photographers who I think have great photography. And, and and I tell them you don't value yourself as much as you do. But it's it's what I've learned because it was me. I did the same thing. Yeah, I here. was afraid. <laughs> I yeah. was afraid to charge that price because people are going to judge me. They're going to think, oh, you're just trying to rip me off. I'm not ripping you off. You don't have to buy it. You're under no obligation to come into my studio, get your photo taken, and buy something. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. coming into a car dealership. I mean, I can test drive the car. I can look around and do whatever. But there's no obligation if I test drive that car that I have to buy it. Let me take your pictures. I'm not telling you you have to buy it. 
you know? So right. that, that's up to you. And I've had people come in and they get their picture taken and they decide this is just not, this is too much and I can't do yeah. this. So, and I got to be okay with that. And that's what we have to, as photographers, we have to be okay with uh, people tearing us down or not tearing us down, but, um, you know, saying, I don't want your product. Yeah. You know? It, it comes it comes with the territory and what's interesting is that the first time I ever made a five-figure sale it was it was with the right client everything aligned we were the perfect fit for each other and they I didn't do the best job selling I mean just to be honest I kind of was winging it but they had already come in with the mindset that they wanted big beautiful prints on their walls, something modern and sleek looking. And so they were prepared to invest. And it was the biggest sale I'd ever made at the time. And it was well into the five figures. And I was, John, I was nauseous (laughs) during that session. The sales. You walk away giddy, don't you? Oh God, I can't believe I just did that. (laughs) After the fact, I was giddy. But during the fact, I literally, because I just, I didn't value my work enough. And especially not thousands and thousands of dollars. And, you know, it was, they were, and what's funny is they were so cool about it. I mean, they were totally fine because this is what they wanted. They wanted me to give them what they wanted. And they were used to purchasing art from all around the world. So if I had come with some super cheap prints, they would have been very unhappy. They don't want the cheap stuff. And so I'm nauseous because I'm not used to dealing with these numbers during the session. They're just adding on and on to their order. They make a deposit that day. They're so happy. I stumble out of there and then the giddiness comes. And what's cool is that when I delivered the work, they were the most satisfied I had ever seen any client. They paid the most many times over. They, okay, the husband cried. The husband that's awesome. It was a That's husband-wife awesome. duo. I had trying to think of if I ever had a client cry before. And, <laughs> and and they were just the most satisfied. We were the perfect fit. All that to say cheaper does not mean better. Trying no. to give your clients the cheapest stuff is not necessarily the way to go. When you find the right client and everything aligns and you convey your your value as a photographer. And of course, your work has to be beautiful. That's a given. You have to know how to use your camera and your equipment. But when it all aligns, I mean, satisfaction can just go through the like make your clients happier than ever can just go through the roof. It is so cool. Well, and and the thing too that I've come to realize, and, and and some of this is what I've learned secondary, not necessarily from what Bernie's told me, but just learning through osmosis mm-hmm. is not everybody's gonna be my client. I gotta be okay right. with that. You know, I mean, um, I I think that. Early on, I wanted everybody to be, to be my client, and that, why sh- why aren't you coming to me? I take the best photos, and they're not that expensive, you know. But at the same time, it's like I need to price what I'm worth. I need to price also. I want to not be working full time in my job. I want to be doing photography full time, so I have to price myself to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have a studio space that I have to pay for. I have uh, you know an accountant that I pay for. I have a coach that I pay for. I have these expenses and that doesn't come from a $200 session that I give you away my product. 
right. you know. Um, but a, a great book too, by the way, that uh, like that really kind of helped me is called Rejection Proof. I'm not from, sure if you're familiar Ooh, with it. No, I'm it's not. Called, it, it's by a guy named Jai Jang. I think I'm saying his name wrong. If I'm right, if I'm saying it wrong, I, I apologize. But he literally went around and he did like a hundred days or a hundred <sighs> things of being rejected. He, this he is went to places to go and be rejected like <laughs> and, and so he could feel rejection you know and sometimes he was surprised because he didn't get rejected and he's actually got some videos on youtube and stuff of him going and doing some of these things live like he he went into a donut shop and a crispy cream and said hey i want you to make this kind of donut for me and and, and he was expecting them to go uh, no we don't do that but he did it and they did it but the point being is <clears throat> We have to learn as photographers to be okay with rejection, mm -hmm. you know, because not like we said earlier, not everybody's going to be our client and you have to be okay with that. That 400 and 500 people that fill out my ingestion form for an ad, I'm, I'm going to get maybe 10%, you know, and that's okay. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's fine with me. I, I, I got 10%. I'm happy with that, you know, but we, we go, we go, wow, oh my God, I got 400 people, but if I charged them all 200 bucks, then I would probably get all 400 to buy my photos. Well, now you're driving yourself <laughs> insane and yep. you're really not making any money and you're giving away your product. So be okay with telling people saying, ah, you're too expensive or, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to go that direction. So I love it. I love it. And we're coming up on the end of our interview, which I can't believe how time, how time flies right? when you're having fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I do, I have to ask about any safety changes that you've had to make to your business, your sessions, um, due to the pandemic, um, because that is a big issue. How are you making your clients comfortable? So in, in our area, uh, masks are a requirement in any businesses. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, being a photographer, um, I don't want to be taking photos of everybody taking and wearing <laughs> a mask because that just doesn't make for great portraits. Now, do we do it? Yes, we do it. But I mean, it, like if that's if they want to do it or something, because it's part of the, the time that we're in. Uh, I've had a couple of family. Hey, can we do a one with the mask? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I had one actually buy one with the mask. It was kind of, I mean, but I mean, it's, it's what we're dealing with. It's part of your your story of your history. history and all that right and and that's what you're dealing with as a family <laughs> right now um but so i they, everybody's required to wear a mask and i put a statement out when uh when they get their um their confirmation it just says hey you know our county requires masks i'm in that county and then my my business is in that county um obviously and i tell them straight up i'm not gonna you're you're not gonna have to wear a mask uh throughout the session um, but I will be marrying a mask throughout the session. Um, I use a, a 24 to 105 uh, lens, mm -hmm. and um, so that gives me the ability to kind of stay stay away from them. And um, one nice. of the struggles that I mean, most photographers are probably experiencing is whenever you put that camera up to your face with a mask on, you can't see anything because it fogs up your the, mm -hmm. your eyepiece mm -hmm. and everything so i just tell them you know hey i gotta bring my my mask down when i'm taking my photos but anytime i come in to bring in a you know a, a apple box or something like that i put that mask back on i ask them to kind of go over to the side and um it's just direction everybody knows what's going on it's not like some secret that you have to hide you know you just have to learn to navigate it and say 
hey, it's it's going to be different than any time you've ever experienced in your life, probably doing photos, but we can get this together and we'll, or do this together and we can make some really great photos and, and still be compliant with what we need to do. Um, the other thing is um, I do uh, – I disinfect everything between sessions. I, on weekdays, because I do a full-time job, on weekdays I only do one session an evening um, when I have one. Um, on weekends, I have three slots available on Saturdays and Sundays. So if I have three, um, like I do this weekend, um, they, you know, after the first one, I'll disinfect the sales area, the products and all that stuff. The, you know, I, I don't really have to disinfect the area that they were taking the photos cause they're just standing there or they're mm -hmm. sitting on stuff, you know, like they're, they're, there's not a whole lot of touching. I will disinfect the chairs and stuff, but uh, it's it's really just doing those kind of things and be cognizant of it. Um, I, you know, when I do the sales and reveal session, I wear a mask. But if the family is, it's only like three or four and they're on the other side of the table and they're more than six feet, I ask them, hey, do you mind if I take this mask off? And I'm, and I'm over in my little corner and we're far away. And they're like, yeah, it's cool. But if they said no, I would keep it on. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I want them to be comfortable and it's my responsibility um, it, uh, from the photographer's standpoint, um, I don't, you know, and, and I feel like I have to do the, the right thing to be the example to them. So for sure, hopefully for we'll sure. get through this soon. So we don't have to go through this in, uh, forever. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but it is very inspiring to hear how you are making this work and really how you've revamped your business during the pandemic, despite the masks. I I, I, went from, I went from, like we talked before the show, I mean, literally during a pandemic over the last three months, I went from making 2000 probably if I was lucky a month to five figures for the last three months and, um, and a pandemic. I mean, who knew family photos during a pandemic? And I, I really believed, I told my wife one time when, we, when I was starting this, I said, I really think this is a time for people that if they can get themselves focused and they can understand where they need to go, this is a time for businesses to grow mm. um, and succeed. Mm -hmm. um, you always hear it when, um, you know, whenever there's a downturn in the economy or something like that, the like businesses that can thrive and get to the other side will blow up on the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping this is the start of my blow up and, um, and just trying to do things smart as I do it. And, and speaking of growing our businesses, what is one actionable item photographers can can take to market their business today? Uh, contact Bernie. <laughs> Bernie <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not a salesman for Bernie, but I just become such a believer because I'm honestly, if it wasn't for the things that I've been doing with him and his soft sales system, mm -hmm. then there's no way I'd be able to be where I'm at today and mm -hmm. doing what I'm thinking and dreaming the, the dreams that I'm dreaming. I'm already dreaming of like, where's my long-term studio going to be and what's that going to look like? And, um, but it's, it's only because of him and, and having that person to walk alongside of you and, you know, like we said before the podcast, like beat me up every now and then when I need beating up and it's, <laughs> it's, you know, but it's my favorite time of the week is my, my weekly zoom calls with him, uh, and, and learning what did I do wrong in this last week that I could do better. And then taking the, I mean, he's really good at taking the good things that I'm doing and, and telling me that you're doing a great job at this, mm -hmm. you know, um, so he's the best cheerleader and he's the best mentor and coach that you could possibly have. So, you know, I, I know I, I've learned that coaching is a huge thing. And if and Bernie has changed my life when it comes to photography. 
it can make all the difference in the world. I know it can hurt a little bit financial wise right. to right. to make that leap or to make that decision, but I mean, well, in, in your case, it you made your money back right away. <laughs> I've, I've read a lot of books, but books don't walk with you. You know, mm. like book, books don't call you out. You know, mm-hmm. books don't tell you what you're doing wrong and and then help you to adjust. Um, and there's nothing wrong with books. I, I read them too. But, uh, you know, having that person that, ha- I mean, Bernie's got 40 years of experience doing this. Yeah. Like, I- I'm glad I have that on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So cool. And I know you mentioned Rejection Proof by Jai Jang. Is there any other photography resources or books, tools, online courses, whatever, that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh man, there's so many that I've used. Um, I just if if you're wanting to do photography, I think lighting is a huge thing, mm. and just anything YouTube videos of lighting and um, you know Scott Kelby's of the world. I'm a big Peter Hurley fan. I know that's headshots, but he oh, talks I love about Peter. yeah. He's I do awesome. headshot. I do yeah. I do headshot photography too. But that headshot photography idea and learning how fall off of light is and and how that stuff works, it goes into your portraits too. So. You know, anybody that you can, uh, you learn lighting. If You know, I think all photographers need to learn light, whether it be natural light and how that works or mm-hmm. using studio lighting and, and how that works because that makes all the difference. And having that catch light in the, in the eyes and everything just makes a huge difference in your photo. Yes, yes. And my last question, but definitely the most important. Tell us where we can check out your work online, John. Um, johnglazerphotography.com uh, is my website. I actually just started one too for headshots, John Glazer Headshot Photography, or johnglazerheadshots.com for my corporate clients. But um, my portrait stuff is johnglazerphotography.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at John Glazer Photography. Nice. And could you spell your last name? It's G L A S E R. Perfect. Perfect. Just so people know. There's not a right. Z in there, but an S. Right, right. Or two S's, or uh, I've had it spelled glacier with a, like, the, <laughs> you know, like the ice or something. I don't know. All the variations. <laughs> I've heard it all. Very cool. John, thank you for just chilling and chatting and hanging out with us. This was super inspirational. We really appreciate it. Uh, it was fun, Jamira. Uh, thanks for having me on. If you're enjoying this podcast, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for people to find this podcast and search rankings. We want to reach as many people as possible and help improve our photo industry. I appreciate you all. Thanks for listening.